The Shire Fit Podcast. I feel like I'm on a radio station. It's cool. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Have you been on the radio before? Uh, no. Um, no, I haven't. No. Do you remember when I went on uh, Northampton's BBC Radio? Do you remember that? And I'd lost my voice. Yeah. And I was like this. I'm like, um, so, yes, uh, I own a gym so called sexy. Shire Fit. <laughs> and they're like, there's like, no new people are going to want to come touch you after I've heard me speak. The scariest <laughs> sounding gym ever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, awesome, <sighs> guys! Welcome to the first podcast back after uh, after Christmas and the first podcast of 2019. Um, and today we're talking business, but we're not talking about Shirefit business. We're talking about a brand new business and a brand new person to the podcast. So please say hello to the one and only Shirefit OG. <laughs> Liam McCarthy. Liam, you right, mate? Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm very well. How are you? Awesome, mate. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. It's good to have you, dude. We've just done a team one together with the 10 a.m. class. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Intense. You were smiling throughout. Yeah, yeah, it was indeed. We had a few laughs. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what Liam's up to in a minute. We're going to talk about um, his training journey, about being a member at Shire Fit and a, a, a gym and his experiences. And then we're going to talk about his next stage of some of the things he's now doing, which is really exciting and hopefully building for the future for his own personal growth. But um, have you listened to the podcast for Liam? Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why it on not? I, it's on iTunes. Or something, oh, I it, so. see. Because it's a bit too hard technologically like, to technologically, work out. Technologically, I just... I'm, I can't figure that stuff okay, out. Okay, sweet. So. Awesome. Well, we always start, we have new guests on with quick fire questions oh, because God. the listeners request it, mate. They like to like, you know, find out about <laughs> it. And I've only got like 10 here maybe or 11 questions all for right. you. But all you have to do is just give me the answer come to your mind. We've had some, we've got some famous ones. I think we're going to get made into t-shirts. Right. Mainly from Dan Powell. But, uh, so, you ready? Let's go for we it. We need a bit of theme music to get us going. But, Quick fire questions. Here we go. I'm worried now. <laughs> Texting or talking? Talking. Thrusters or burpees? Thrusters. That <laughs> what? <laughs> Weirdo. How long does it take you to get ready? Five minutes. You lying? No, genuine. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Oh, ten. Easy. Best driver in the world. Invisibility or super strength? Definitely invisibility. <laughs> why? Can't, I can't say why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your first celebrity crush? Oh, um, um, oh, what's her name? The girl, the what's girl from Blue Peter, um, Katie. Don't know, mate. You're, oh, don't forget, you're a bit older than I am. So yeah, this is true. Different generation. Her or Sarah Michelle Gellar off Buffy? Oh <laughs> yes, the vampire slayer. Oh, is Hello. she the ginger one? No, the blonde one. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, place you most want to travel? Uh, Philippines. Oh, cool. Yeah, and a fair one. This is a, probably the most important question. Matt Fraser or Rich Fronin? Matt Fraser. Fraser? Fraser. Fraser? <laughs> Fraser? <laughs> yeah. Favourite ice cream flavour? Oh, mint chocolate chip. What, like Ben and Jerry's or normal? Just normal. Okay. Uh, Favourite CrossFit one of all time you've ever done in your whole life? <sighs> um... 18.2 which one was that I can't remember it was like 
toaster bar, hand cleans and um, rowing. Uh, single arm, dumbbell hand cleans yeah. and rowing. 20 minute arm rack Loved that was. It. Yeah, you actually, did really well. You smashed yeah, that. Love that one. We've got some pictures you getting after that one, haven't we? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you afterwards. But, and then the final one, which is a bit of a deep question. Oh, best accomplishment of your life so far? Oh, my God. I don't know if I actually accomplished anything. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> don't give me that. Obviously, um, you accomplished many things, Liam. Biggest accomplishment? Yeah. What would you class as your biggest one? Well, I've, I've probably got to say setting up the business. Yeah. It's got to be. Which moves on nicely. Because now we're going to find out a little bit more about you. Um, and I just wanted to get a bit back background. Obviously, the listeners from your accent know you're not from Northamptonshire. The mighty north. Whereabouts are you from? Whoop, whoop. Uh, northwest, Leyland. Leyland. A little town called Leyland near Preston. Yeah. And uh, and what uh, county is that in? Lancashire. Lancashire. So yeah. you are part of a shire. The mighty red rose. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Not the, the not, But not the, the rose of the shires. No. That's what Northamptonshire's class. That's yeah. the Rose of the Shires. Well, I've been to Northamptonshire. Uh, <laughs> you were in it now, Rose. <laughs> and, uh, and how old were you when you moved down? What's your background? Tell us a little bit about you in terms of where you well, grew up. Well, I was born in Germany. My dad was in Her Majesty's Royal Air Force. Um, I was there only for about six months. Moved back to the UK. Lived in Lincoln until I was about six. Moved to the mighty north. I uh, was there my whole life. Joined... Uh, her Majesty's Royal Air Force Fire Service at 18, there for uh, eight years. Did you go in straight after school? No, did college first because I thought 16 was a bit young to join. I yeah. wanted to what did you have do a college? bit of fun. Sports, development and fitness. Okay, yeah. Just, just something to do in between that and joining because I didn't want to join at 16. I thought it was too young. Yep. I wanted to enjoy myself first. Um, yeah, really enjoyed the time I was in. Left because I was it, was it changed. I was ready to leave. Um, and then I was based at Marham in Norfolk, um, which is my last post in. So uh, I applied for a few jobs and then um, I applied for a job at RAF Alconbury, which is a American Air Force base, uh, to be fire service there. And luckily one of my mates who was in the RAF with me, he works there. So he ended up putting in a good word, got me the job there. And, that's how I, and then I, I started living in Norwich then, but the commute was far too long to get to work. So then I ended up moving this way and and been here for the last three years, I think it is now. Yeah, three years. So when um, you joined the RAF, did you join with the with the want to go into the fire service or did you, did you go in sort of thinking, I'm not sure what you wanted to do? No, it was, I wanted to uh, be local authority fire service first, but it's very hard to get in. My dad told me about the RAF fire service, so I looked at that. Did he tell you about all the fires you get to put out? He, and... said, he said, it's amazing life, you wear string vests, you drink lots, do nothing. I was like, that sounds like the job <laughs> for me. Like the job it's for the best job I could ever ask for. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's banging. And, uh, then, yeah. so, and then you end up obviously moving to, uh, and how long were you in the RF for? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. And uh, and then obviously during that time, were you really into like your fitness, into training? Oh, God, no. or? Not at all. Not, a lot, not no, at all? No, I was, I was a very heavy drinker. <laughs> Barely worked out, ate a lot. So was, it basically sounds like you're still the same now, but you just work out. Just sometimes. work out, yeah. <laughs> I work out so I can do that. Uh, okay, I'll bang. When did you? Well, what sort of fueled the fire for you to start getting into exercise then? Because obviously now you're you're all over it. Yeah, well, I I used to box before I joined the RAF, and then I joined the RAF. First couple of years, I I didn't. I just went to the gym. Didn't really box or anything, and and then I started getting a bit fat. So then I started getting back into the boxing again for the RAF. Started boxing for them. <clears throat> excuse me and then when I left um, I carried on the boxing uh, when I was in Norwich 
And I know a lad who was into CrossFit. I thought I'll give it a go because he's he's a fit lad. He's a he's a coach down in London now. Okay. Um, I can't remember what his box is called. Um, so I seen him on social media. I thought I'll get into it because it might be good to help with my boxing. Uh, started in Norwich only for a couple of weeks to help me get fit for the boxing, and I was enjoying the CrossFit more than the boxing. So then when I moved here, I was still doing both, but then I ended up just giving up the boxing and taking up CrossFit because I enjoyed it a whole lot more. That's awesome. And is that when you then first turned up to Shirefit, was it? Yeah, came to Shirefit. Oh, I still remember the day you came in, mate, with your yeah. short shorts, yeah. ready to work out. And I thought, who is oh, this yeah. big hunk? Hell yeah. And then it literally did spoil from there because I, I, my like my first thing with you was you just instantly become a big part of the community because you're a big personality. Um, you're like a lovable teddy bear, really, aren't you? <laughs> like, and, uh, and obviously straight away you brought like that northern humour. And I know, I know you straight away really influence the community in a really good way. So that I was really thankful for that because there's individuals like that, that really do like enhance the community. You can do it as an individual, but it's the people that are part of it that's really, yeah, really important. Bouncing off each other yeah and what was your experience of sort of coming in and getting involved with, with Shirefit then and training yeah I loved it it was uh, as soon as I came in you greeted me and like everyone was so nice and like usually you try and uh, judge your situation so you don't go in like guns blazing with humour and all that but yeah. you came in and like you just immediately feel at ease and the, yeah it's just it's an enjoyable atmosphere and you know that no matter what you say, nobody's going to get offended because they know you're only having a laugh with them. Yeah, that's true. And when you came in, did you come in with like a goal or with a name or were you coming in just going, I want to find somewhere new to train? Yeah, just just finding somewhere new to train and just carry on with the fitness. And yeah. and then it just, it takes over your life. CrossFit it becomes an addiction, really. It does, especially if you're that way inclined in that in that kind mm. of mindset. That's exactly what I was like yeah. with you, like with a sporting background, relatively competitive, you know, like hunting to try and get better, and that's what that fuels, isn't it? That's yeah, why I yeah, find massively. it definitely fuels that. And uh, yeah, and, I, and I've seen your big improvement since you've come in in terms of learning all the movements, learning to move well. I think that was probably your thing was you had such a big amount of raw strength and you had a lot of fitness already, but yeah. your limitation was always your technique, wasn't it? And yeah, developing that mobility. And, yeah, well. yeah and you, I know how much effort you've put in over the last two and a half, three years in order to get to where you are now and doing all these movements and performing well with them. Um, so it's been really, really impressive. I think you're probably a bit of a testament to being able to just keep chipping away. But what's enabled you to sort of keep working hard over that time? Is there anything in, in turn that's like, you know, made, made, helped you along the way to do that? Or is it just because you're just the kind of person you are and you just want to keep working hard at it? Yeah, I just want to keep getting better and it's just the competitive side of me yeah because you see other people doing things and you, you you're like i want to be able to do that so you're trying to find how to do it then start training for it so you get better and better and better and when you've got friends like craig rollison who are constantly <laughs> pushing you and <laughs> the, the 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 competitiveness crossfit, the crossfit legend yeah. craig rollison yeah yeah because uh yeah as long as I'm better than him, I'm happy. I still remember when you brought him, I think the first time you brought him down was we had that birthday award, the surprise birthday award. Yeah. And I remember you come up and I said hello to him and chatting. And um, then I remember there just seeing your like your friendship just blossom. <laughs> like, And obviously you was super strong already. But then seeing you two when you threw down together was like <laughs> a thing of beauty. Like you two would literally go close to death yeah. to try and beat the other one and I still remember the CrossFit how funny the CrossFit Open has been and I'm sure the next one will be funny as well with both <laughs> of you going up against 
each other. I hate it when he wins. And, <laughs> I know you do. And I, I, yeah. what I found the, the funniest was like how much Craig would like think about the wads, break them down, yeah. and you'd turn up half drunk, <laughs> just trying to get through them. But still, both of you just died to get through it. It was wicked to watch. It was obviously really, really funny for us all to watch. And that's what I, that's something I do love is that obviously that competitiveness is really, really good, but not to the point where it becomes spiteful. It's no. because it's like, you know, it's humorous. And that's, I think you two nail that on the T. It's like perfect. Yeah. Like you're best friends. You still have a laugh with it, but at the same time, you're just going to go for it with yeah. each other. We're I always trying that. to beat each other, but no matter who does better, we're always. I'm glad if he does really well. He's glad if I really do. Yeah, well. yeah. But always try. Well. And, I, and I think everyone should definitely think in that way because yeah. it, it's you know thinking negatively about those things is not going to help you get any better no. at all, is it? Right. Yeah. Um. Obviously, talking of humour, you've had quite a few things along the way that have made us all laugh, Liam, haven't you? I've done what we're talking about. <laughs> one of them, one of them uh. being, mate, that I've ri- I've just written here on my little notes, the famous video, <laughs> and I put brackets. <laughs> YouTube star. Oh, now, I'm very, very sad to say that video is gone, hasn't it, Liam? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think <laughs> I think it broke the internet, so they but, had to take uh, it down. St- long, long story short, um, Liam decided to try and pursue. Well, was it Walsh in the RAF? No, this was after the RAF. Ah, this the was RAF. after the RAF. So to pursue a, a career was it in acting or modelling? No, or it was modelling. And then they they said, "Why don't you ever go with acting?" I was like, "Oh, why not? I'm here." So uh, yeah, I went down for. a a photo shoot and then while I was there they were like oh just try a bit of acting because you know you're a tall good looking lad you know you could do some action things and stuff <laughs> and I was like oh, alright all right, why not go on then and then they just got me wearing all sorts of weird things <laughs> doing this scene where I was like um, an experienced cop talking to some rookie cop and yeah it was at the, at the time I thought I've nailed that <laughs> And then, and then they sent me the video, and I was like, I watched it back, and I was like, oh my god, what have I done? Oh, and, mate. and the interview as well. After, yeah. after I'd said some certain things on that, I was like, why did I just say that? <laughs> interviews, mate. <laughs> interviews are like are the one where people sip up because they yeah. say things. They think afterwards, what did I say that for? Because yeah. of the pressure, you just say things. And I thought that I thought that video was hidden that nobody would be able to find. So it. yeah, I think basically on it was on YouTube by some company that had done it, and they yeah. And uh, and I think one of the members found it, didn't they? No, it was one of my old mates from the RAF. We were, oh. on, a, we were on a job um, for this private fire service company, and um, I was working hard, asleep in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, I just hear my voice. I'm like, oh, God, what's that? And then I'm like, oh, no, no, please, no. And then I woke <laughs> up, and he's showing one of the other lads who's working. I was like, oh, my God, how have you found that? <laughs> He he, that guy should work for the FBI because he can find anything. And then before I know it, it is absolutely everywhere. Everybody yeah, and, I, and I remember, I remember one of the members obviously must have caught a drift of it by seeing them share it. Yeah, and then and then it got sent direct to me, and I was like, <laughs> "This is gold." It was about fifteen minutes of just pure cringe. Wasn't it? Yeah, like, I genuinely can't and, watch it. And I have, I've obviously, I screenshot lots of the pictures. So if anyone listens and they want to see the pictures, please drop us an email. I'll have, I'll happily send them over. But um. Yeah, that's the pictures you dress up as like a gangster. Yep. All different, yeah. There was, um, a, there was like a special ops guy with a shotgun, <laughs> a gangster um, prison man. Uh, and I remember in the interview man. you said some like, 
Uh, oh, I've seen plenty Prince. of action, boys. Yeah, oh, that was it. Plenty yeah, of action. yeah. You'd say you'd, you'd seen yeah. plenty of action. You said you met Prince or were best mate Harry. Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and the acting at the at the end was fantastic. Oh. But long story short, yeah, we basically uh, we saw this video. It was probably about midday when I got this, and I said, right, half past four at the gym, we're doing a screening, <laughs> and. And I put it on as, a, as an event on the on the Facebook page, and I think we had about thirty people turn up <laughs> in reception just to watch this fifteen minute oh. video. Did you turn up with shirt and tie on? Yeah, I came you? Blazer. In shorts, but with shirt and tie and uh, jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. But anyway, yeah, this video went, but Liam still says to this day that he doesn't know where it's gone, but he just mysteriously got gone. deleted. I think yeah, YouTube emailed me saying yeah, too many hits, so. We've had to take it down. Oh, okay. I That's see. Right. Was. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't email the company. <laughs> oh God, no, I wouldn't do that. Know. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I suppose in terms of your training now, we had a discussion earlier about it. But what's what's your aim now? Obviously, because um, you're now really busy, which we'll move on to in a minute. But how? What's your aim with training, and what are you trying to get from training now? Uh, more. I'm less concerned about trying to lift as heavy as I can, um, and go as fast as I can I still want to be fit and do everything as best to my ability like complete wads in quicker times than I have done but I'm trying to work more on the mobility side of it the movements and the gymnastics side because yeah. that's where I'm quite weak at is especially overhead um, and the gymnastic side like body weight stuff uh, is where my weakness is so I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to work on at the moment I'm not yeah. bothered about lifting or anything like that because uh, I know once I can get stronger uh, the body weight stuff and uh, my b- mobility's there, then the the strength will just come a lot quicker. Yeah, and you're, you've naturally, like I say, got so much strength there, mm. so you're understanding what your weaknesses are and trying to develop on them, which is, which is bang on. I think we were saying about sometimes when there's so much on in your life, it's quite easy to let it all get on top of you. And actually, yeah. number core number one aim, really, from your training should be to enjoy the enjoy it and have fun with it. Yeah, and massively. You, you do that really, really well in terms of, obviously, you're constantly making jokes, constantly having a laugh, and that's fantastic. But at the same time, working hard. Yeah. So we move on now to like obviously your next sort of project, which you've started. A few, well, obviously we discussed it. Probably what was it? It must have been like nine months ago. Was yeah, it's it? been about ten months now. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we first sort of discussed it and we sat down and chatted about it. But um, you have started up your own business. But tell us a little bit, just a little brief overview. Someone that's never heard of it before and, and what it, what it's called and what it's about. Yeah, cool. So the business is called Ecology. It's basically um, eco-friendly, sustainable fitness wear. So. Um, for the gym, but uh, so you can wear it outside. So it's fashionable, um, uh, but it's all made from like the leggings and shorts are going to be made from recycled plastic bottles. T-shirts are all from organic cotton. Um, so it's all better for the environment because it's it all stemmed from I wanted to uh, start my own business and I've tried lots of different things, but nothing really stuck. And then I kind of saw a gap for a fashionable CrossFit wear. Because uh, there's a lot of CrossFit gear out there, but it's all just all kind of generic, the same, each box-related stuff. Um, so I thought I might do some uh, more stuff that you know is a bit more fashionable. Because a big thing at the moment is people wearing stuff outside of the gym, even if they don't go to the gym. You see people walking around in gym leggings and gym trousers, just going to the shop. So I thought I'll like take advantage of that. Um, and it was uh, uh, main man Alex Pierce who helped me with the idea as well. And then I was watching David Attenborough's Blue Planet 2 and how he um, got onto the amount of plastic and 
uh, single-use plastic that's in the oceans and it, and that's destroying the environment at the moment. And I'm a huge animal lover, so seeing that sort of thing and the effect it's having on the planet and uh, its creatures really got to me because, like, I love animals and like seeing them in distress or if I can help them in any way, I will do. So I thought, saw that, I thought, I'll take that on board. Took a bit of. Uh, did a bit of research into it and saw that the fashion industry is one of the biggest users of plastic, uh, especially with uh, leggings and spandex and whatnot, is the way they make it is uh, harmful to the environment because the amount of energy it uses and the gases it releases into the atmosphere, but also the um, when it's made, plastic and spandex and stuff is pretty much on the earth forever. So recycling that and recycling the plastic bottles or limit the amount that has to be made and then you know in turn clears the oceans out clears uh, like you see driving down the road you see the amount of rubbish that's on the side of the road if we can get rid of that you know just to help the planet because yeah it's going to be a lot longer than we are that's so true mate that's, that's awesome i think what's so nice is there's a real reason why you're doing it mm. um so yeah so in terms of like talk for us through the process of how you set up the business and like the thought pattern you went up so you obviously decided what you're going to do yeah what was the next what was the next step you did after that well once deciding it was just research how to how to start up a clothing line because uh it's there's you'd be surprised how many different ways you can do it there's like drop shipping so it's just uh you get an order through you relate to another manufacturer they'll put it through there's um there's like four or five different ones basically so it's deciding which one you want to do then it's um, coming up with designs, finding manufacturers, suppliers, getting um, samples through, testing them, making sure they're all good, ordering it, um, finding your niche market, setting up um, accounts, tax, all the legal stuff, websites. So it, uh, it is quite a slow process, especially if, when you really want to get it going. It can be a bit um, hard because you really want to get it going but it's it is a very slow process but as long as you just keep going and you're enjoying it then it's you know when you get finally get to it like i have now it's it's we're up and running it's uh yeah it feels like a big accomplishment it's a bigger step isn't it yeah just, just jumping in and going right we're gonna do this yeah it was very it, yeah. the it was new year's eve uh i did it put the website online and i was i was quite nervous doing it when i clicked the button to publish it and it to go live i was like oh my god i was like what happens if like by tomorrow I'm getting all these orders through and like I can't I'm like running out of stuff and I'm I can't get them all through and started I was panicking and then like days went by and I hadn't had a single order and I was like <laughs> oh well I had nothing to worry about <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I hear you uh, and obviously what you're now doing is you're now going through the process of building your audience and yeah, getting, letting people know about your brand right yeah I knew so, it was going to be a slow process so once you sort of made the step then and go right we're going to do this do the research of uh of finding out about how to set it up what you're going to do yeah um, what what do you do to set up a business? Because a lot of people just think, oh, it seems like, oh, how do they do it? So what's your, what do you do? Well, um, you've got to start with the, what your business you want to do first. Yep. You've got to know what you want to do. Um, then once you've done that, you've got to find the best way to find a niche market in that business. So you're not just going to be, excuse me, just be Mr. Grey where you know it just fades into the background and there's you don't stand out yeah you want something that's going to make you stand out that's something new then once once you've got that you've got to just um, 
you've got to find a source of income either savings like myself i've had I've, i'm using it all from my savings and income from my uh actual job um which is a blessing because i've got that income so i don't have to touch my savings as much yeah um and then it's just getting all the legal stuff done setting up whether it's going to be a limited company mm. a private company etc um checking out what tax you got to do um websites whether you're gonna have a store it's a it's a long it's a lot of research that's yeah. what i found it's a lot a lot of research sat in front of a computer for a long time yeah yeah but that's that's and that's nature the beast of business you have to you have to sacrifice so many hours and yeah. time to thinking and and like you said sat behind a laptop or computer just like trying to learn and yeah. uh, as you go along and jump into those situations yeah, it's been a massive learning curve like the marketing side of it which is what i'm more looking into now it's mind-blowing how the how in depth that it goes to like your Instagram and stuff like I thought Instagram would just stick some pictures on but there's so many things on there you can see when your followers are online the most what times they're on who's engaging with you yeah there's so much on there and the perfect times to post what filters get the most um, likes and mm. uh, so, uh, things like that yeah, it's a different ball game, oh, isn't it? So you, you obviously had to create your brand, and what was your idea with the branding, and how easy was it to make a brand name and, and the a brand logo name? And oh my god, that was the brand name was very hard. It took me because that's a big one as well. You've got to think of a name before you can do most things because when you're registering your company, they they want to know your name and all this. So the first thing you got to do is come up with a name because if you that's the first step. You can't move on until you've got your name so that was the hardest thing is coming up with a name that's that um like represents what you are but isn't but relates to like i've got i wanted something that uh, relates to fitness but said it's uh eco-friendly as well and then getting um your logo i uh, outsource that to a online thing um, where you get a bunch of people submitting ideas and then you pick which one's your best one instead of having to come up with it myself uh, that was how I did it it was on people per hour so they did all the work and I, I got over like 300 different designs so it was like having to go through them see which one I wanted and then it went from there yeah but finding the name was the hardest thing yeah yeah really oh that's definitely I think one of the hardest things I found oh, was choosing what the brand name was going to be yeah. and the logo and things but yeah you're right and uh, so you set that all up and obviously then you knew right and you've got to build the website you've also got a, I suppose the hardest thing for you was probably sourcing the right clothing wasn't it was that yes very much so because it's so the t-shirt's not so much because um, everyone everyone probably thinks oh 100% organic cotton aren't all t-shirts made out of that but the difference between organic cotton and normal cotton is that organic cotton doesn't use pesticides and everything as normal cotton so the organic cotton is better for your skin it's not as harmful for your skin I know normal cotton obviously people don't just come out in rashes and whatnot but the organic cotton is it's good for your skin so like you don't get the nipple rash if you're a runner and stuff like that um, but yeah, the the t-shirts weren't wasn't so hard to find. The the leggings that was a bit harder because they're made from the what's called RPET material, which is recycled um, pe uh, recycled plastic bottles. It's made. From, oh, I can't even remember the name now. It's like polyethylene tie. I can't even say the second <laughs> word. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, and um, so finding a company that would do leggings made from that was was hard. Um, so once I found them, it was back and forth 
to see if they could do the designs I wanted in that type of material. Uh, once I found them, then it was just getting the samples, making sure that they're just as good as the normal leggings people find, uh, which they are even even comfier from what some people have said who've tried them on. Um, and then from go from there, yeah. That's awesome, mate. That's awesome. And <coughs> so you, now you've got the brand set up, you've got the business set up, you've got the website rolling. You obviously started to sell some clothes. <coughs> you've got so many different designs and things. Um, what's now like your aim with all of this, and where you wanted to take the business? Yeah, I've got so many ideas. Um, obviously, at the moment, because I'm funding it myself, I've only got uh, t-shirts and leggings. Once they've arrived in February, I've got. Uh, I've just ordered. A bunch of new designs for the t-shirts they're coming they're getting made up as we speak um i'm in uh talks for some shorts to get made um then it'll be uh jumpers hoodies tracky bottoms um with a combination of like the ladies leggings and um what they called like their tank top type yeah. things so it's matching um socks all the accessories and my biggest the biggest thing i'll be one and the biggest aim down the line is hopefully once the income starts coming I'm making enough money that I can then open a factory in the UK uh, where we can make it ourselves um, but I've seen uh, one company is making trainers from recycled plastic bottles and they genuinely look really good okay. so I'd like to eventually it'll probably be one of the last things to do but is to make a range of trainers which is from recycled plastic bottles That's because awesome. they genuinely look really good Mate, that's fantastic, yeah. and I think it's really exciting to uh, to sort of see you now going through it. And when we first talked about it nine, ten months ago, to where you're obviously at now, and it's obviously starting to slowly progress and taking that direction. And um, I think you're now going through the process that all business owners go through, where you go through the hardships, the yeah. things that go right, that go wrong, the good times, the bad times. And I think it's all part of the journey. And I think the people that always get to that end point and the goal are the people that are persistent and continue, continue to work hard and want to get to that point and deal with all those negatives and the yeah. hardships as they go along with it. Um, but yeah, mate, that's absolutely fantastic. I suppose, what are you, uh, what, where, where can they find your brand online? Can they find, can they yeah, find Yeah, we're on Facebook. Where? It's just Ecology on Facebook. Instagram is uh, Ecology Fitwear. Um, and then the website is just simply www.ecologyfitwear.com. Uh, so you can find us on there. And we've just got onto Pinterest. Um, I'm just getting to grips with that because it's quite a unique uh, website to use, getting my head around that. Um, but once uh, that's up and running, yeah, there'll be you can get on Pinterest and find us on there. Um, yeah, social media. Awesome. That's bang on. And obviously, make sure you do go ahead and go and follow and track and see what you're doing and follow the journey as this business starts to grow. But Liam, awesome work, brother. Thank you, mate. Good thank lads. You. Thank you for popping onto the podcast. I'm sure we'll probably get you on in a year's time when, you know, you're a tycoon. Yeah, man. Factories, trainers, <laughs> rolling it all out. But, mate, really exciting. I'm really proud of you going ahead and doing it, dude. Yeah, well done, mate. Thank you very much. And, guys, we will see you next week. Bye.